Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. I have to say, I want to thank all of you for listening and writing in. We're getting so many new listeners. We are the top five of book marketing podcasts on iTunes. Um, it's really been just such an amazing journey. And and I, I want to say, if you have ideas for... Um, new show, you know, if you have show ideas or things that, that you wish we would have addressed in a particular show, cause we can always revisit topics. There are contact details are in the show notes, but if you want to just jot this down, um, the, the general email address for the podcast is info at a marketing expert.com. And you can reach us. You can always reach Amy or I that way. And I also want to remind you, please, please, please. We love reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. So be sure to, to leave us a review and something that is kind of fun to do in a review is tell us how, um, tell us what your, what your takeaway is or the one thing that you're going to implement from listening to the show. Cause it's also a great way to get that kind of ingrained in, um, your mind. And, and it's kind of ironic that I'm saying this as a lead in because the topic today is about goal setting um, and brainstorming. And Amy and I, we talk about this a lot because she and I, we get great ideas, lots and lots and lots of ideas. We've, we've sort of not done that as much recently because it gets dangerous, but it's very easy to sit down with somebody or to get into a group of authors and just start brainstorming all of these things that you can, that you can do. And so we wanted to, to, to address this because we see this with a lot of authors and, and sometimes authors focus on the wrong things. And I adore goal setting. I've read a ton of books on um, this topic. I love, love, love goal setting. So this was kind of when Amy suggested doing the show, this was really a sweet spot for me. Yeah. And I know you do read a lot of those books, Penny. So I always appreciate (laughs) (laughs) because yeah, Penny's definitely our nonfiction book reader. So anytime we are talking about or brainstorming what to do for nonfiction books, it's, it makes such a big deal, but it's really easy to get caught up in all of the things because we all want to assume that we're eventually going to figure out what sells more books or guarantees more reviews or secures more media attention. And that's where the brainstorming just, or builds your business, but that's where the brainstorming, why it's so exciting to do that. But there are some caveats to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it, a lot of times I understand that there's an urgency to this, right? It feels like you have to do all of it at once. Um, but when we're, you know, but when we're told to get busy with our marketing, um, brainstorming feels like we're doing stuff, but it's really in action. So it's sort of like the difference between productive and busy, right? So social media, for example, can feel very productive, can feel very busy, but it's not necessarily productive. So, and and it's easy to get caught up in things. So I had a, I had an author uh, was a couple of weeks ago say, do you know how to get me viral on TikTok? Because now I've downloaded TikTok and I've read that authors get bestsellers and it's very easy to go off onto a whole different tangent and get lost down that. And then you've lost, you know, a few, few hours in some cases, a few days. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if we're being entirely honest, Like you said, Penny, brainstorming definitely makes us feel productive. It's kind of exciting. And, you know, most of the time, it's a hell of a lot more fun than actually like sitting down and getting started on the work. The brainstorming part is the creative fun stuff. 
But if you don't move it into that next phase where you're actually taking action, that's where, like you said, it just becomes a very unproductive way to spend your time. Yeah. And that's actually, I want to, I want to emphasize that point because that's actually a really, really good point. It is a, um, it, you know, sitting down and marketing your book is a scary thing. And we get that because there's a lot of unknown, right? Um, brainstorming feels productive, but it's, it's a, and it is, sometimes it is very productive, but most of the time it's not. It feels like you're doing something and you're really not. So you keep, um, you, you know, you keep avoiding actually getting the work done, which is essentially, um, which is essentially what it is. But in the context of brainstorming and goals, let's, let's kind of break this down because one thing that I see that goes hand in hand, um, with, with brainstorming are vague undefined goals, right? So I have a lot of authors that email us and say, I want to be a bestseller, um, or I want my book to be turned into a movie. And Amy has a great statistic on that, that I'm sure she'll share with us. But, um, and, and those are all great goals, but they're also really vague. So a number of years ago, I wrote a piece for Publishers Weekly called Nobody is Born Famous, which appeared on their back page. It was sort of an editorial piece because a lot of times authors pop into the publishing space with really big goals, but very little action. And that's, where that is where the brainstorming comes in too. But the other thing though, too, is with big goals is that the bigger the goal, oftentimes the longer it takes to, to, to reach that goal because it's comprised of all of these smaller goals and micro goals. And we're going to talk about that in a minute too. Right. And we, to your point, that statistic, I had to look this up because we have, we do get a lot of authors that write us saying that they're, they're, their main point in marketing their book is just to get that Netflix series or yeah. made into a movie or whatever. And I found a stat and it was actually on a movie centric site. So it wasn't a publishing site. It was actually, which I thought was actually more appropriate. Um, but it said that roughly on average, 30 novels are turned into films every year. And please note that films does not mean major blockbusters. We're talking about indie films, things like that too. So 30 novels. And Penny, how many books are published every day? 4,500. Again, not trying to crush dreams here, but it goes to the point that there's there's a lot that needs to be done before you get to that point, you know? Yeah. We include marketing coaching. So we're fans of brainstorming. We try to include coaching with every client we work with. Some of them say like, oh, I definitely won't need that. I've got enough going on. But honestly, the whole point of that is because we try to help them use that brainstorming time, that coaching time to produce clear next steps. As Penny was saying, those micro goals, those those smaller goals that really do make sense and that are achievable for where you're at, you know, at this point in time. Right. Exactly. And one of the things that Amy and I see in the marketing coaching, whether we're doing it via email or if I'm on the phone with somebody, is that when we ask for, you know, so we're, so the goal of the marketing coaching is problem solving, ideally, or giving them, you know, guidance of those kinds of things. Most of the time we see their, their, their goals or their questions are also really vague and it's hard to, so when you take a big goal, um, 
you know, when, it, when you take a big goal, a lot of times it's harder to break it down into smaller goals because it feels a little overwhelming. And that's where you're not really sure where to start. And if you aspire down the road to get a movie deal, okay, so we had an author who came to us and said, you know what, my only goal for this book is to get tons and tons and tons of foreign rights. That's really what I want to do. I want to sell this book globally. I want to sell it all over the world. And within that objective, first, you have to begin your marketing here, right? So I started to break down for him what the smaller incremental goals were to get him from point A to point Z. And then you're still not guaranteed to get to point Z. I mean, not to be all buzzkill. Hey, make all these goals and then you may or may not get there. But, you know, we never start, um, and I know we're going to do a podcast about, you know, why, you know, book publishing is a business, but you never, it's never a straight line, right? So you create all of these micro goals to help you get as a stepping stone to help you get from point A to, to, to point C. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why we created our downloadable, the monthly book marketing planner, because we yeah. get a question all the time, you know, so this is my goal. And we're like, well, okay. So we'd kind of let them know like what the reality of that is. Okay. So what do I do next? Well, here's where the planner comes in you know, because getting things written down and planned out. And I definitely, I I encourage people to use it a few months at a time, you know, don't print out one month, you know, you want to print out a few months at a time and start filling that in, you know, and it's one of the most straightforward ways to really see how the individual actions you're going to take build off each other. And then you'll start to see that path towards the goals, the bigger goals that you have. So filling out that monthly planner and filling it out a few months in advance, you actually get a visual of how of your path. And it, right. it's a really helpful way to operate. Right, right, exactly. And I, I adore monthly planner. I'm always, I'm always so surprised. And people really love planners. I think that it feels, you know, getting a planner, like, you know, like you said, Amy, I mean, it feels like, okay, I'm I'm gonna map this out. But I bet a lot of our authors really love it and download it but maybe only half of them actually work it. And by work it, I really mean practice the micro goal setting. And let me just kind of break this down for you. So let's say that your goal is to do speaking events, right? And so you're starting from day one, your book just launched on Amazon. Um, You want to be a speaker. Your goal is, your long-term goal is to get paid $30,000 just to get on the platform, right? Speaking to thousands of people. So where do you start? The first thing is obviously, you know, goes without saying the best book that you could possibly write, make sure that the cover is great. You know, those are, that's the, that's the foundation of everything else, right? So if the book is not great, the cover could be better. Um, If there are issues with the book, that, that, that foundation becomes very shaky. Um, Make sure that you've done your market research. You know who your competition is in the book space, right? Um, and, and also, I would say, you know, who else is out there speak, talking about what you eventually want to be paid $30,000 to speak on? Because they probably also have a book, right? Um, maybe you want to, if you're, um, you know, maybe you want to uh, talk to your readers, right, about how, um, or your potential readers. And let's say your book isn't out yet. I've known some authors who will crowdsource 
their books. So in other words, um, not necessarily asking people to help you write them, but rather getting feedback for the book before it even, before it even hits Amazon. And I know we're talking about marketing, um, but good book marketing starts when you first hit pen to paper to paper. And what happens is, is that if you start to, if you really start to dig into and break down the various components that you need to be a speaker, let's say, let's just stay with that example. Um, all of the act different actions that you need to take will really start to reveal themselves to you. And it'll, it'll become clearer. Like I said, as you're writing the book, even before it's published. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think another thing that surprises me a lot is that we, that authors get to the point where they, the book is out, they come to us with these big goals. And I'm always surprised at how often their messaging is, is still very undefined. They don't have clear messaging for, what their brand is, what the book is about, what they have to offer, right. what sets them apart, you know, what are those right. key selling points? I mean, we have a lot of authors that have written pretty good books, but their messaging does not reflect the quality of the book or their goals, to be totally honest. So right. really getting that messaging, you know, getting it right and getting it perfected and, and really finessing what your message is for your book and the language you use to describe your book really helps shape your path to your goals as well, because it's really hard to, to achieve even those, those micro goals when your book is not being represented as the best product it can be. So that's another, I think, big area that a lot of people, they'd probably just get exhausted, Penny, to be totally honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've produced the book, they put it together, they've got a great cover, even all that comes together. And then they put it out there because they're just really ready to get out there and start and start making something of it. And then when they come to us, it, it's amazing how much of that messaging, that strong messaging isn't there. And they haven't really considered kind of like, well, what do I have to offer? And it's really hard to achieve those goals when you're not really solidified in what sets you apart in the market either. Right. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, <clears throat> what your the the various building blocks that you bring to the table one of them is the messaging and i don't care if you've written fiction or nonfiction right you have to make sure that you are um that you're really setting that that you're setting your book apart as well as overcoming objections because you are asking for your reader's time and the objection is, I don't think I have time to read this book. It doesn't sound interesting or, you know, whatever that is. So to Amy's point about the messaging, we see that a lot, but let's keep breaking this down. So let's go back to the person who wants to get paid $30,000 to do speaking. Yeah, the, the first piece of this is going to be, um, you'd better already be a speaker. So even if you have to start in small venues. So when I started doing speaking, um, I started at a local um, learning group. It used to be called the Learning Annex, and, and I think they're somewhat defunct now. But uh, I did speaking events there for small groups, and then I did bookstores and things like that. So the first thing is, obviously, add that to your list, right? So if you want to do speaking, you're going to have to start somewhere because most people don't go from zero to 100 
uh, just because they published a book, you're probably going to want to get it out there to bloggers and online media. If that, if that is something that, you know, you have the time for, if not, I would definitely outsource it, add that to the list. So really what this is about is, um, you're going to want to need, you know, so if you're going, if you're going after bloggers, excuse me, I seem to have a frog in my throat. If you're going after bloggers, you can break this down even further because you're going to need, or whether it's online media or media, you're going to need a list, right? You're going to need a list. So that's another micro goal, building that list. You're going to need a pitch. That's another micro goal. Um, You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to create a pitch and, and, or maybe have somebody do it for you or whatever. So every goal, every goal has micro goals that help to drive them. And what ends up happening is then, so when I when I walk authors through this process of creating of this goal setting, which I love, is you start to create these lists and lists and lists and lists of things to do. Brainstorming, and again, brainstorming can, can be good in the context that we're talking about. We're really, we're really sort of brainstorming is kind of like, cycling through your social media and not really doing anything, right? Just checking on, you know, check on your social media or posting images or whatever. It's not a productive thing to do. But as you start to break down your goals and you figure out um, all of the different pieces that you need, okay, so I need to start doing uh, speaking events in bookstores. All right, so let me start looking into that. Uh, I want to pitch bloggers. I have to find my bloggers. I have to create a pitch. You start to create a to-do list and it completely removes the need to spend your time wasting your time, whether you're, you know, brainstorming or you're just sort of sitting there staring at a wall going, I don't know what to do next. So that's the other thing too, is that it removes that. I don't know what to do next. And it also clarifies your path. And then when you do marketing coaching with somebody like if you're a client of ours, or if you're just, if we're just doing a one-on-one coaching, you start to become much clearer about the things that you really need help with. Um, if that makes, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's, again, going back to why developing an actual marketing plan that you commit to following, you know, back to that timeline, instead of, instead of having sticky notes all over your office, you know, put it down in a visual timeline format that lets you take these micro goals and organize them. Mm -hmm. And it it helps you kind of develop a process an action list versus, so it's really, it's, it, they're very similar. All these great brainstormed ideas, pull those out of the air and put them down in a chronological order that really makes sense and helps you actually achieve these goals and get closer to where you're trying to take your book or your brain. Yeah, absolutely. And Amy, I will say Amy's really good about this too. She's, even though I love goal setting and I read lots of books about goal setting, you would be amazed at how often I throw big lofty ideas at her and say, oh, we want to do this. And she'll come back to me and she'll say, okay, well, here are the 25 things that we need to do before we do that. So she's really, really good about, you know, just kind of breaking that down in her head. Um, And I think that, that, you know, so we've broken down the micro steps to the bigger goal and kind of given you some examples. Um, And just trust that the bigger your goal, the longer your list will be. And that's not a bad thing because, remember that you're going to hit success along the way, right? As bloggers start reviewing your book, as your book starts to build momentum on Amazon. Um, 
but then the other thing is, is that we get stuff thrown at us all the time. So offers to advertise your book on such and such or offers for this or offers for that. And I would recommend start an ideas folder, right? So it's very easy to get caught up in. And I, and I, this is kind of fresh in my mind because I had an author that I talked to a few weeks ago and he said to me, he said, you know, I get all of these offers to advertise at trade shows, to turn my book into a movie, to, uh, you know, all this other stuff. And what do I do with this? So I would say, create a folder, create an email folder, dump them all in there. Don't even look at them, just dump them in there. And then once a week, come, come back and ferret through that, delete what is just not going to ever really, you know, fit into your current plan, but then take action on things that you can do right now and then close that folder and come back to it. Yes, exactly. And again, everybody's like, wow, she loves the stamp planner. But again, <laughs> but Amy loves our planner. I know, but it all kind of, it, it's like this, you know, what do you call those? One of those like string diagrams that honestly all roads lead back to the planner. Oh yeah. But your point, Penny, of just keeping things, don't spend a lot of time on stuff as it comes in, like create some dedicated time that you go and look for potentially adding new things to your to your marketing plan or just your business plan in general. And that's, again, it's another reason why I encourage authors don't download one month of the planner, download multiple months at a time, because to your point, maybe an idea that comes your way or an offer that comes your way doesn't make sense for where you're at in your career right now, but maybe there's somewhere you can put it on your planner, or you can put that first step you have to take with this new long-term goal in mind on your planner. So you start making moves in that direction, even if it's not something you can completely take advantage of at the current time. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing about micro goals, right? The other thing about uh, creating these tiny little things that you can check off your list is it feels very, um, it creates momentum to keep pushing things forward. It is a great way to feel productive, like you feel like you're doing something because one of the, um, one of the most discouraging things I think for authors is that if they're, you know, they're looking at this book and they think that they're doing all the right things, but they're really not focused on the right things. You can lose faith in your project, in yourself, uh, in your book, when you're distracted and when you're not focused on the right things. So really focusing on the right things, create that list, um, check off those micro goals. You may never get a movie on Netflix, but you will certainly keep moving your book forward. And that's really, that's really the goal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we really hope this was enlightening and perhaps it diverted some of you from getting trapped in that kind of endless brainstorm pattern of, what you could be doing for book for your book or what you hope to achieve. Because again, we see that a lot with the coaching that we do, you know, where it's very exciting to get wrapped up in all of the what ifs, but instead, hopefully listening to this has kind of convinced you like, okay, I'm slightly guilty of this. I need to commit to taking some next smaller steps. And to your point, Penny, you know, maybe you don't get that Netflix deal, but I guarantee none of the steps you took on your way to that were wasted and they absolutely benefited you in your book either way. Yeah, that is absolutely true. It will, it all, when you're focusing on the right things, it all benefits you and it does keep pushing the book forward and you won't feel like you're just 
throwing a whole bunch of stuff up against the wall, the whole spray and pray theory where you throw a bunch of a whole bunch of stuff up against the wall and hope that some of it sticks. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this show was helpful. Again, we welcome your feedback. We love feedback um, and we love a review. So if you can, if you have the time, please review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.